0: that time the sports talker here's tj
1: walker happy monday to you here from 1450 the sports buzz it's a wet and rainy monday probably not helping the start of your week and if you're a kentucky fan probably not the best weekend for you but the good news is College basketball starts this week, and uh, you know, even if even if you're a Louisville fan whose football team is actually playing somewhat decent over the last few weeks, uh, basketball starts for you this week as well. So I'm sure uh, fans across the Bluegrass are excited, regardless of how their pigskin teams are doing. And Louisville has an exhibition tonight. Kentucky will not hit the court again until their season opener against Albany on Friday. So we're gonna. It's gonna be a fun week. It's gonna be a busy week. Uh, we're hoping to do our college basketball preview show. I guess we'll probably try to do that on Friday. And uh, we, we've got some guests lined up for the week. And we'll we'll still talk football in Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. We'll talk a lot of Kentucky and Georgia today. It might not be the most positive show, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that is uh, the sweet, sweet sport of college basketball. Joining me to talk about everything, as always, Trevor Kelsey. Trevor, how was your weekend?
0: There was actually people left on the football side of things that hadn't moved over to basketball after the Tennessee game, like I predicted yet.
1: There there were. A few, and few people there, scrambling behind. There were. There's, uh, I, you know, I think there was a lot of people that were still on board going into the Georgia game. I really do. I think the Tennessee game, uh, it stunk. It was disappointing. It was a shot right to the gut. But they were just going to hang around, injured, kind of like an injured animal. <laughs> Just to see what, it, it, like an injured animal with a predator just watching it and thinking to themselves, okay, maybe the, the predator is not going to come get me.
0: UK football was that cow in me, myself, and Irene that uh, Jim Carrey pulls up on and just keeps putting bullets in its head, but it won't die.
1: So a lot of people were just hanging around, knowing that it wasn't pretty, going to the Georgia game saying, okay, show me something. Show me a little bit. Let me stick around for these last three weeks. A little bit's Nothing. all you got. <laughs> Nothing. 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 This football team has completely quit. And again, I've been by a lot of people that follow me on social media, even some of our subscribers at Cats Illustrated, a lot of people think I'm out to get UK football or a pessimist when it comes to Kentucky football. Hopefully, if you listen to the show every day, you know that's not true. I, I, I want Kentucky football to do well. It's a lot easier for my show when they do well. It's a lot easier for me. Uh, we get more traffic when they do well. We also get a lot of traffic when they do bad, but it's not as fun. We get a lot of emails, angry emails, posters calling other posters' names. It's just a mess. Winning, just like in anything in the sports world, and really life, winning cures everything. And so obviously I'd rather see Kentucky football win. But there's a few things after watching that Georgia game that you just can't, can't really argue with regardless of what Mark soups said today he went on KSR this morning and then he had his weekly press conference talked for a very long time sounded a bit defensive in my and that's my opinion you could totally disagree with it and the good news is it's subjective and you know there is no right or wrong I thought he sounded uh, he sounded frustrated he sounded flustered and for the first time this season he kind of sounded like he you know he knows he, he knows things aren't great. And I, I, I'm starting to think maybe he doesn't know how to fix it. The football team has quit. They quit against Georgia. Yet Stoop said today at his press conference that he he said the team didn't think they could win at Georgia. What? That is the last thing you want your team hearing is that they didn't one that they didn't think they could win a game. Okay, and there are some games in the SEC. If Kentucky goes down and plays at Alabama, realistically, you're not going to win that game. That this Georgia game was winnable. It was. If you had Vanderbilt's effort against Florida going down to Georgia, it probably, this past week, again, with everything going on with Georgia, which is just a total cluster right now, Bandy probably could win that game. Georgia's not Alabama. They are a mess. If you have a half-decent team go in there, they win that game. Kentucky was in a decent spot to win that game, despite playing horribly. If you And there's so many play calls. So Trevor, I'm going to say something, and it's the first time I've said this ever, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I already know I'm right most of the time. You, you can admit that. You can, you can use this against me later down the road if you'd like to. And I also have the right to change my opinion on this. But for the first time in three years, Ooh. I don't think Mark Stoops is going to work out at UK. I hope I'm wrong because I like Mark Soups a lot. One, he's a he, he seems like a good person. He seems like he does things the right way. Two, he's recruiting at a level Kentucky football's never seen. Three, he gave UK football a shot in the arm that we haven't seen since I've been alive. It was finally fun for UK football fans to be a UK football fan. Heading into this year and you know, during that, that nice start when they were four and one. He's done so much good for the program, a newly renovated stadium that I'm not sure happens if he's not there, new practice facility. So I hope that I'm wrong. But from a coaching standpoint, I just, I don't know if he's got it. And Trevor, we said going into the Georgia game and we said going into the Tennessee game, we're going to find out what this coaching staff's made of, not the players. Cause we, you know, we know what we're going to get out of these players. We're going to find out what the coaching staff is made of. And it just seems like it's mistake after mistake, after mistake. And it's hiccup after hiccup. And yeah, some of it can be blamed on the player. But you are you have a fourth and two against Georgia when that game is very much in reach. If you get it, Kentucky has maybe the momentum in the game, Trevor. And what do they do? They run a wildcat with JoJo Kemp. Let me remind you. Let me take you back for a little bit. Let me take you back to the beginning of this season before any games were played. And it might have even been media day. And Shannon Dawson was asked when he was hired, or not when he was hired, but he hadn't coached a game yet, and he's still new to everything. He was asked, do you run the Wildcat? Kentucky had some success running it last year with JoJo Kemp. Do you run it? He said, no, I've never been a part of an offense that runs the Wildcat. I'm not sure if I'll run it. If it helps us get yards, I'll I'll consider it. So that fourth and two, Trevor, you have a coach who doesn't run the Wildcat, and you say, okay, this is the time for us to run it. And they've run it a few times this year. Nothing substantial. I mean, a very few times. But that's where, when you have to get that first down, well, obviously, if you go for it, they, they should have never went for it to begin with, is my opinion. You should have never gone for that to begin with. And Stoops touched on that. He said, well, if I get it, I get complimented for being aggressive. And if we don't, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Coaching, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But that's the play you decide to run when you're trying to be aggressive. A formation that the, they've used very little of this year. I don't get. That's why I'm starting to think it's just I don't know if it's going to work out. The special teams mistakes are not going away. Guess what? You don't have a special teams coach. It's just so many things that it's so you know. Sometimes the the right answer, Trevor, is the most obvious one. There's so many obvious things wrong with this Kentucky football team that make you say, "Oh man, it's just not. It's not going to work. They're going to go into this Vandy game." And likely, and again, I hope I'm wrong, and give me give me the week to maybe change my mind to uh, to relax a little bit. But they're going to head into this Vandy game and, and lose to a Vanderbilt team that is much worse than they are.
0: Well, I wouldn't say much worse, maybe worse. They are
1: much worse. Uh, they are much worse. They don't have nearly the talent Kentucky has. No, but they they definitely don't roll over either. They well they no they don't. And they had a hell. Of, and I was, I watched that Florida Vanderbilt game. They had a hell of an effort. They are a good defensive team. It's a defensive team that can be scored on. It's a defensive team where if you have the playmakers and they, the thing about Vandy, you can't make it easy for Vanderbilt. If Kentucky didn't turn the ball over in Nashville on Saturday, I would actually feel good about their chances of winning. But hell, Trevor, we don't even know who Kentucky's quarterback's going to be. And you know I don't know if there's any way to measure this or not, but Kentucky has not gotten better since the first game. Kentucky has not gotten better since the start of the season. And that's another reason why. I just don't know if Mark Stoops is going to be the guy to see this thing through.
0: I will I will say this, and this is going to sound really hard to believe if anybody's listening to you for like maybe the first time or the first time in maybe months or first time ever, but one, for those who think you're too hard on Kentucky, I think are very delusional. You are more of an apologist, than, if anything. If you were as hard on Kentucky as people may assume you were, You'd have been like me halfway through the Mississippi State game realizing that this season and this team has given up. But you stayed true. You were like, no, going into Tennessee, we still have a chance. I told you, no, the team gave up. No, we have a chance. Going to Georgia, you had a chance. So you've been – to say you've been too hard on the team I think is ridiculous. I think you've been very patient with this team, a lot more patient than a lot of U.K. fans probably should be, or even I was. And when it comes to Stoops, somebody somebody's head's got to roll with this team and with the staff. Now I don't think it's Stoops, and I agree with what you say. Maybe he isn't the right person in the long term, but he has given this team a wake up call in terms of the the dead the dead zone it was in the Joker Phillips era. But you can it, it's like waking someone up in the morning. He he's woken up the team, but instead of getting them out the door with a cup of coffee, he just left them standing there in the hallway, and, it, it, and they and they're just they're awake, but now they're just standing there in limbo going. Well, what do we do now? What do we do? We go back to bed? Do we do we head out to work? I mean, we're just standing here and, and we're doing nothing.
1: And, and let me let me also say this: while I am making this hot take and this stance that I, for the first time since he's been at Kentucky, am starting to have doubts about Stoops, I still think he should coach next season without a doubt. Oh, I'm not clearly. saying he should be on the hot seat. I'm not saying he should be fired. But for the first time, I uh, during that game against Georgia, I said, "All right, I don't think he's going to be the guy to do this." And you well, you hope so badly. You hope every time Kentucky gets a new football coach that you say, okay, hopefully he's the guy. But if hopefully you don't go to the a one bowl, that can do it. there's a coaching staff. There's members of this coaching staff that don't make it back next year. I think even if you do make it to a bowl, there's coaching. There there need to be coaching staff changes. I again, Probably. again, it's his first year. It takes a while to get an offense going. Nah, but the offense is significantly worse than it is last nah. year, and there's no excuse for that. No, that's, there that, is that excuse, no excuse for that.
0: That excuse works maybe if you had. Lost new, talent, or, but they didn't yeah, lose talent. And, and you have yeah, but you had everybody back. You had, you had seasoned players. And, and listen, you can blame – if you want to believe the carpenter who blames your hammer, that's fine. I mean, he wants to blame the tools. He probably has every right to because Patrick Tolles, who – you know, I mean, listen, I was all in the Tolles bandwagon of the year, and I've watched it game after game after game where he's just not gotten only better. And, yes, there's – you can – If you want to be an apologist and say, well, there's been drops by the receivers, the offensive line has been shaky, the running game has been one of the few consistent parts of this offense, and the defense has put them in situations. Those are true, and those are excuses, but, yes, they're somewhat true in some cases. That doesn't matter. Listen, that happens in 75% of the schools across the country, and a good player overcomes it to the point where he makes up the difference of the, the lack of talent or lack of ability or lack of execution around him. And Tolls has not done that at one instance, at any point in any game, at any play, in any snap this entire season.
1: And the thing about Tolls is I'm 100% convinced now it's all confidence with him where if he goes out there he needs to see he needs to see some completions and he needs to see some early on. He needs to have some time. He needs he's all about rhythm. And a lot of quarterbacks are like that to a certain extent. But he is completely and utterly inefficient. I guess would be the a, a a nice way of saying it. He is completely and utterly inefficient when things aren't going his way. There, if he has an incompletion on first and second down, you better believe it's going to be an incompletion on third down because it, it, mentally, it's just he expects the worst at that point. So if he starts a game hot, you know, I I think that's uh. He's in for a good game, and that's why a little part of me thinks maybe he should start that Vanderbilt game, give him a series, give him two series, and see if it's you know see how he's how he's rolling because it's not an ideal situation, Trevor, to go down to Nashville against a top twenty-five defense and throw in a freshman quarterback and say, well, go figure things out.
0: No, you do not do that. That that would be a that that would be a horrible. That would just be a mistake on top of other mistakes the staff has maybe made this year.
1: Well, yeah, and, and I'm well, like, no, no, and, and I'm going to talk more about the quarterback thing. I, I do want to see Drew Barker. I do too, I do but not see, at Vanderbilt. No, but I, but I, I want to see Drew Barker at Vanderbilt if Patrick Tolles doesn't have it figured out. Because why, you know, Trevor? There's uh, the saying isn't coming to my head right now, but there, there's an old saying: if things don't work, why do you continue to do them? And it's not. It's much more clever and fun and fun worded <laughs> than that. The way but if things are not working, why do you contri- why do you continue to do it? Why would you continue to play Patrick Toll's if it's not working? It, it, and it does get to a point where, I mean, what a, could be worse than how how he's playing? And I'm again, I was a big Patrick Tolls supporter. I, I just like you, Trevor. I thought he was going to have a big year. I thought he was going to have a great year. And you still see some flashes here and there, but now it is so few and far between. It's unbelievable. We got a call in from Captain Arctic. You uh, had been tweeting me. I got a few texts and tweets from some several different people that I've been meaning to get to. I was going to just have this first segment uh, away from Twitter, but Captain Artic calls in, and you can do that at the Chrysler Oxmoor Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline, five zero two three at 1450 Captain Artic, how are you?
2: Hey, TJ. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right, and I don't really care about Patrick Toll's confidence being broken. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, um, I, 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 don't, I don't care one way or the other if his confidence is broken either, but I think the U.K. football team... Should care because if he's not confident, he's not a good quarterback. And right now, like we said, he is not confident. Yeah. Does, that
0: guy, does that guy have the hair of someone who's not confident? People, come on.
1: <laughs> he's got the hair. <laughs> go he just doesn't have. The, the, he's not matching. The talent's not matching. But go on, Captain Arctic.
2: So on, on stoops, you know, I I agree with you. I, I think he's you know a great guy, uh, good for the program. All the all, all these you know the ancillary stuff, but I don't think he's a. I really don't think he's a, a very good on-field coach, and we've seen this. You know, no matter the talent, we've seen some of the decisions and some of the confusion that goes on uh, on the field and with the play calling, and I've, I've got, you know, I've, I've arrived at some doubts as well about his ability to coach up this team, and I actually think that it gets bigger than Stoops. I wanted to, to bring this up as well because I'm not sure if anybody's thought about this, but, you know, if you go back, you know, Stoops got that extension from Barnhart without yeah. really doing much other than building some good momentum in the, in the recruiting uh, pipeline. And the recruiting's been better. Uh, it hasn't really translated yet on the field. I think, I think we can all agree with that. But he got, he got that extension. And then the bigger question is, if, if things really go down the tank – how many Division One athletic directors get to hire a fourth football coach? Not many, if any. No. So I think I think that's I think if if Stoops goes, well, what does that say about Barnhart? And is, does he end up being on the hot seat?
1: Those are those are some good questions, and uh, I appreciate the call, Captain Capnark. I'm also going to read some of your tweets later on in the show. I'm going to get to them, I promise. Uh, and that is a good point about Barnhart, and that's something that's going to be discussed if this football season sadly, ends like I think it's going to. And, and again, maybe they go down in Vanderbilt, they're inspired, they turn this thing around, and I am entitled to change my opinion next week. That's the good thing about having a sports radio show is you, you can change your opinion after seeing, uh, after you've been proven wrong. And I'd love to be proved wrong. But that is a good question, because if the season ends with a win against Charlotte, five and seven again, a year that I think most people would just call a very mediocre, disappointing year, didn't take a step forward, and then eventually Stoops is let go again. He's going to get a fourth year, and part of that, like Captain Ark mentioned, that extension is one reason why. Uh, he's going to get a fourth year either way, though. That if he eventually is fired, that will people will be asking and, and calling for Mitch Barnhart's job. Now there there's a group of people that just don't like Mitch Barnhart. That they that regardless of how good UK athletics became as a program, they would never be on his side. And a lot of that animosity comes from the Billy Gillespie hire, and I understand that terrible hire. Ter- I said it wouldn't back when I was just a little high schooler. Ter- terrible hire. Now that being said, every other athletic program at UK is doing better than than ever before. All things considered, Baseball's starting to to go down, and I think there probably needs to be a coaching change there. But every other he made a
0: good hire. Baseball, they just you just got your manager snaked by a bigger program.
1: Yeah, so. Every other program has seen success that they had never seen before. And so I, Mitch Barnhart's doing a great job with those Olympic sports. Basketball is king of the world right now. But football, Kentucky football, guys, might just be snake bit. I mean, it might just be a program where it's you might have these good years. I hate saying it. You might have those good years here and there. But it might just be a program that's never going to be what we want it to be uh-uh. and that's incredibly negative and pessimistic to say. And I, again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that Stoops is the one that proves me wrong. And he's the coach that gets UK to eight and four consistently. But you know, I don't know if you can blame a UK athletic director for hiring a football coach that doesn't work out because look at the history. So we, we need to head to commercial break. There are tweets, there are texts. There's a lot of things I need to get to. I appreciate captain call in like I said, you can do so too, 502 384 1450. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. We will be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Hang around. Tonight.
0: competition heading into probably Vanderbilt, possibly oh, in the no, Charlotte no. game. I
1: don't And that's my no. There's one heading into. Stoop said there is a quarterback competition heading into this week's game against Vanderbilt, and there should be. There absolutely should be. I'm just saying it's annoying because we're gonna have to we're have to go through it all again, all for the next uh, you know eight months after the year. And you're gonna have a segment of the fan base that wants Drew Barker. You're gonna have a segment of the fan base that still wants Patrick Tolles. The only way that can change is if one of those two quarterbacks just can step up and lead Kentucky to two wins, at least two wins, and get UK to a bowl game. And, hell, winning a bowl game wouldn't hurt either.
0: I, I will That's say true. this. so you, you, One thing Captain Artic said I thought was – I wouldn't say spot on true, but it made me think about it was he talked about the extensions. It makes me wonder if, if Stoops did get a, has gotten a little complacent with, with this program because of the, the comfortable pillow that he was given by Barnhart with every extension, with every win, with every recruit. He was given like I mean isn't he under contract to like two thousand seventy eight or something? Yeah, I mean, it was close it's, to that. So I mean, I'm glad
1: you brought that up because I actually wrote down more things from Captain Art's call that I wanted to get to, and, and that was one of them. But I do is call BS ext-
0: on the snake bitten thing. I do call BS on that because I think that's well, like, we can we can talk about okay. that. Hold
1: on. Uh, one of the things is I am that that extension. A lot of people are going to look at that, and if Kentucky is ever in a position where they need to let Mark Stoops go, that extension is going to play a role in that because it is you know it's a uh, it is, I don't know exactly what year it goes to, but it's a, it's a long contract, and, and in a perfect world, you thought Mark Stoops was going to be here for a while. And again, he maybe is. It's just a losing streak. Uh, Mark Stoops told everybody just to calm down. It's not as bad as it seems. They're going to get it figured out. They're going to keep continue to go to work. Uh, I'm just not buying that anymore. But that ex- I'm okay with that extension. And if it comes to a point where, again, I don't know the details of that contract. I haven't looked at it since the day that he signed it, but I don't know what the buyout is. I don't know what year it runs through. I can't. It, uh, it
2: runs through 2019.
1: 2019? Do you know what the buyout is, Jack? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. If you can find the buyout, let me know. I appreciate you. Um, so.
0: No, I never got an appreciate you.
1: Well, but Jack, he works quick. He works quick. He's on the money, and he lets me know when I need to know. And you're sitting there just doing God knows what.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm tooling my thumbs, thank you very much. I, I, anyway. I, I moved into the studio because of Jackie on the board, so I don't have the computer in front of me, so I have an excuse now.
1: Alrighty, fair enough. So, the contract extension I was okay with because at that point you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit, hoping that Supes ends up being that guy, and you go two and ten your first year. Okay, that was on. I, I think you could probably bring in the best coach in all of football. You would have Belichick coach that coach that team, and he's not going to get more than four wins out of that group because, man, they were it, it was not a lot of talent there. Uh, he comes back, goes five and seven in, in a year that was pretty successful. Uh, you know, you had a lot of fun at the beginning of the year. The wheels fell off, but again, not a ton of talent. Uh, you had a good chance to beat Louisville, and you came up short to go to a bowl game. I think everybody was happy last year. You made so steps you take, forward. You're moving forward. Exactly. So you take a chance with Stoops. And that was what I would consider just a loyalty extension, a loyalty extension. So if Stoops does blow out, blow up and continues to take the steps forward that we saw in the first two years, that if bigger schools come calling and we've already seen his name associated with a few other jobs, and it was even thrown around as a big, big, big time backup option with Michigan. We've seen his name brought up. We've seen it brought up with Miami too. Now, again, he's not Miami's not going to hire Mark Stoops. Michigan was never going to hire Mark Stoops.
0: Well, if Luther Campbell gets the makes the hiring then he might have a shot.
1: But you you did that extension just for a loyalty purpose so you could say, "Hey, we gave you an extension back when things weren't going very well. We are committed to you. We want you to be the guy." So, I'm okay with Mitch Barnhart doing that and I'm not going to put that as a negative I'm not going to put that as a negative mark on Mitch Barnhart's resume if things don't eventually work out with Stoops because you got to do that if you want to build you got to take chances on guys and hope that it pans out and again right now if you take a step back and you look at Mark Stoops tenure at Kentucky where he has coached uh, two two and two-thirds of a season then you'd say it's okay it's okay to maybe even maybe even Trevor above average because the recruiting has been so good. You take into consideration the stuff he's done with the f- new facilities, all this, all that, and you look at, you know, if you could just take a step back and say, yeah, you're four and five in year three, but you still have Vanderbilt, Charlotte, and Louisville on the schedule to close out the year. Then if you didn't know how UK lost the games heading up to that point, you'd still say, okay, that's fine. That uh, You know, not, not the... Greatest season of all time, but we're in a good position to make a ball game. All right, and- here we
0: go. Um, the buyout is uh, he's scheduled to make twenty one point four five million before twenty nineteen. If he gets fired before December first, twenty seventeen, which I don't think that would happen unless he just goes nuts next year in UK, like goes two and ten or something like that, he'd get all the money. He'd get eighty percent of it if he's fired between December first, twenty seventeen, and November thirtieth, twenty eighteen. And he'd
1: get sixty percent of the twenty one point four five million if he's fired after that. Interesting. I mean, so that's still that's a lot of money. So that that would be something that would be a, a, you know a, we're probably getting way ahead of ourselves talking about the buyout from Mark Stoops contract, but <laughs> but it is worth mentioning. He's going to get next year, and he definitely should get next year. But if I think if things aren't going to work out next year, that's four years. We'd have to see how things go. And again, we still have three games this year. Kentucky still potentially has a bowl game. If they get to a bowl game, then I think you go into year four with expectations. Really hard schedule. Of if you make a bowl game in year four, things are fine. You gotta you gotta keep in mind Rich Brooks. It wasn't all flowers and sunshine for him. He 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 took his lumps before things got good. I got a few tweets and texts I need to get to from Clayby116. Uh, he says I actually agree, he agrees with my take on Mark Stoops' interview today in his press conference. He thought he was way too defensive and didn't really admit any fault or mistakes, came off as a person unwilling to adjust. And I question anyone a coach or leadership position that is too hard-headed and thus unwilling to reevaluate and adjust. Now, he mentioned that they're always looking to change things, that they tweaked a few things. He made a point that he's called a bunch of coaches in the NFL and the ACC to uh, to get things figured out and just to see how their practices are going. I, you know, I don't know what to make of that. But he sounded like a guy that I, I tweeted out the – the Michael Scott video, Trevor. I wish you. I, I wish you'd play that. I know Jack's on the board. I tweeted it out, uh, and it really reminds me. It sums up Mark Stoops' interviews today. Uh, if you can get that going, let me know.
0: Which 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 before I go in there and help him, which uh, which Michael Scott quote are you talking about? From which episode? Is it one of the later, newer episode? One of the later seasons? Or newer? I,
1: I tweeted the video out. It's a nine second clip.
0: All right, I'll go find it for you. Keep talking. You
1: can find it. It it, it does remind me. Of stoops and then Clay B, B one sixteen also says that uh, didn't Tom Brady struggle in the year that he had long hair and his teammates even said he was too worried about his hair and hoped they changed it maybe you know maybe that is we had that guy right into the Courier Journal uh, a UK fan right into the Courier Journal not to uh, it might have been after the Florida loss blaming the loss on Patrick tolls hair and that Drew Barker should be the quarterback because he's got a much cleaner cut and obviously more fit for the job now all this is completely insane and ludicrous but maybe there's something to it. Captain Arctic tweets in and says, but what if uh, his name was Smith and not Stoops? How would we feel about things? To me, it doesn't change so much because he's a stoop. It doesn't. Maybe for some people it does. Maybe for administrators at UK. Maybe for Mitch Barnhart it does. I don't think it does. I, I don't think it does. By,
0: by the way, TJ, we have uh, breaking news. We have Bob Stoops, I mean uh, Mark Stoops, on the phone right now. Mark Mark. What what is oh, the my stake?
2: Okay, the <laughs> oh my god? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the
1: Everybody procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay, stay f calm! Wave a minima
2: f calm down! Oh it's one more time. Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay f calm! Wave a minima f calm down! Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Hey, that's really when I was listening to him talk on KSR this morning, that's what I thought. He just, he, he did sound amped up. He later said, I'm I'm really pumped up right now. I've got, uh, I've had too much coffee today. Maybe so.
0: Well, it's gotta be frustrating for him. I, I can imagine as well. I mean, we, we, we critique him. We've talked about him. We've, we've bashed him in some ways over the last couple of weeks, but I mean, if you look at his perspective, God, I can't imagine how frustrating it has to be with him knowing that he, he has to know that he has a better team than what he has been seen on, seeing on the field. Not only in this losing streak or this last month, just over a month of what has been disastrous football, starting with a pathetic win against EKU, but just all year with, with the way the season started. And I talked about it earlier before the season started, TJ, that week one was something to circle with that UL Lafayette game where, where, yeah, they looked good in the first half, but it looked like they looked awful in the second half. And that's been kind of this season in a nutshell in terms of the inconsistencies that has been Kentucky football.
1: That's and that's true. And I want to I want to get back to Captain Arctic's points. I feel like there's a few times that Captain Arctic has said something, and we've kind of gotten off subject. Uh, but with oh, the the 80. Stoops and the Smith the Smith thing, I don't think that's I, I don't think anybody's given him a benefit of the doubt or giving him more time than he deserves because his last name is Stoops. Uh, do you agree with that, Trevor? Just because he is a, a a product of of Stoops?
0: No, I don't think he should be given more time, more any any time adjustments, whether it be more or less, because of his name, but. I mean, I can't help but watch the way this Kentucky team is kind of underachieved to a degree over the last And that's kind of, it's so weird to say that when you're talking about Kentucky coming off the Joker Phillips, just so recently removed from the Joker Phillips era that was just nothing but utter ugliness in college football for Kentucky. But they have underachieved over the last year and a half. And it's kind of, you can't help but wonder, maybe it's, you, you take Kentucky's snake bit, maybe it's just the Stoops family gene. I mean, come on, let's not, we all know Big Bob has been riding. One game from 2001 his entire career at Oklahoma of underachievements.
1: He's kind of got a Mark Rick thing going on at Oklahoma, too.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, but he's got at least a ring. Mark Rick doesn't even have that. Mark, I mean, Mark Rick doesn't even have a national championship. At least Stoops has that one from 2001 that he's kind of like the football version of Digger Phelps. Digger Phelps stayed at Notre Dame for like 30 years because he beat UCLA's record. And that's like everywhere he went, he was like, yeah, I broke UCLA's record. He got a job at ESPN because he broke UCLA's record. He stayed in head coaching because he broke UCLA's record. But that's and that's how Stoops is at Oklahoma. Won national title, no one. Remember, remember that guy? Remember Heupel? Remember him? Remember Josh Heupel? Yeah, he was my quarterback. We won national title. What have you done since then, Bob? Well, you know that's, uh, you know been, I've been uh, busy and been doing this. Had to paint the garage and uh, we won national title, no one though. I mean that's and that's kind of a, and and Mark is kind of at a lesser level, obviously of of a, of a program in Kentucky and he has underachieved. Kind of maybe it's maybe it's a Stoops thing.
1: I, well, I, maybe, I don't know if it's a Stoops thing. I think the Stoops as a whole are, are pretty good coaches for the most part, depending on expectations. I, again, I, that doesn't mean Mark Stoops maybe should be the, a head coach in the SEC. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, but the name thing, I, I don't think there's anything there. Now, I do think there's a name thing with Richard Petino. If his last name wasn't Petino, I don't think he's coaching Minnesota. I don't. Uh, you know, uh, he's been very average as a head coach and continues to kind of climb up. And you even hear his name linked to some top jobs as this hot young up-and-comer. If his name wasn't Matino, that, there's no way that'd be the case. But he Maybe,
0: we so. don't change the subject.
1: Well I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, while we're talking about name things and college basketball is starting here pretty soon, uh, There, there is that. Uh, there are a few more tweets that maybe I need to get to. Uh, the big question is, What are they going to look like at Vanderbilt? Because this could be, this is a situation where I really don't think they're going to lose close to Vanderbilt. And if they do, it's going to be heartbreaking and it's going to stink. And, you know, who knows what we'll talk about next week. I think they're either going to go down there and they're going to win. And you know what? We'll be talking about, hey, they're going to go to a bowl game because they're going to beat Charlotte. Can they win seven games and make me look like an idiot? by beating Louisville and the optimism, everything will be back. It really will be. If they beat Vanderbilt heading into that Louisville game, people are going to be pumped, but I don't th- I, either. They're going to win or they're going to get blown out. And if they get blown out to Vanderbilt, Trevor, Oh man, next week's going to be ugly. I, I mean, mean, next it, week's what's, going what's to be really ugly. Attendance
0: in Charlotte, like 12,
1: Oh, it's going to be terrible. 7.30 game. It's probably going to be cold.
0: Jack's taking the under already, by the cold.
1: way. <laughs> it, it would be terrible. Now, if they beat Vanderbilt, I, I just can't imagine a scenario that they lose closely, a close game to Vanderbilt. I can't. Wow. Either they're going to get blown out, which I'd say that's probably the leading candidate for me right now, or they're going to win. I'd say it's probably 55 55 45 for me right
0: now. See, Vanderbilt doesn't have any blowouts on their on their resume. They, I mean, they, they blew out Austin P. in one of their few wins. Oh, they, I know. And they got blown out. I'm not, I'm not out saying by, they should. And they got blown out by Georgia in week two. But, I mean, this is a Vanderbilt de- Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel any worse if you're a Kentucky fan or a football Kentucky fan. But this is a Vanderbilt defense that shut down Brandon Dottie at Western Kentucky. They're the only defense to slow down Western's offense this year. And if they can slow down a Western offense, which is probably five times better than Kentucky's, that's not a good feeling if I'm going in, into this game in Nashville, if I'm Patrick Tolles and this UK fan base.
1: And that's another thing That's another thing we'll be talking about all week. Who's going to be the quarterback? For me, you let Patrick Tolles have two series tops. If, it's, if, if he's not getting first down, I'm not saying he has to score ber- both times. I'm not even saying he has to score either time. But he's got to move the ball. He's got to pick up first downs. He's got to look comfortable. And then if that goes well, then you you let him do his thing and you see how the game goes. If his first two series don't go well, if they're both three and outs, especially if there's a turnover, if he's missing receivers badly, you bring in Drew Barker. I don't care if it's an SEC game on the road against a top 25 defense. You do it because you're not going to lose by doing the same thing over and over again. That makes you an idiot, and Mark Stoops is not an idiot. Uh, we're going to head to commercial break. We're going to come back where there's a lot of basketball to talk about. we got to talk about this Missouri issue. Uh, if you have more football questions, we can address them, but we're going we're gonna to move to Greener pastures. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back.
2: You're
0: listening to The Sports Talker with TJ Walker.
2: What are we going to do? There's only one thing a man can do when he's suffering from a spiritual and existential funk go to the zoo, flip off the monkeys? No, buy new suits. We're
1: back here, 1450, The Sports Buzz. So, big recruiting week this week. I'm going to touch on this briefly and maybe get back to it. TJ, at the
0: I, real quick, before you do that, I want to give a little props. That's our intern, Jack, Mr. Baseball. It's his first uh, rejoin he's ever made, a bumper he's made.
1: That I sounded that great. Sounded a lot better than the ones you do. I <laughs> thought something sounded good about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go, Jack. I go on, go on, I'm
0: going, you know, rambling about your recruiting news, how Kentucky's bringing in 12, five-star kids, and...
1: There is some, this will be a big week as the signing period starts. Uh, you can go to Cats Illustrated, find the insider notes of everything I'm hearing because I don't have enough time to give you everything. That's uh, on the front page right now. Jared Allen, five-star center from Texas. He visited UK this week. I, if you asked me last week, I said, eh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to end up in Kentucky. We'll see how the visit goes. That's changed, and you can read exactly what's changed about it, but I, I do like Kentucky's chances. You can find out why on uh, catsillustrated.com. Uh, but he's not planning to announce this week, as far as we know. That could change. I don't think it will. I still think he's going to be a spring decision, so a long way to go with that. We did find out today, though, Trevor, that De'Aaron Fox, who Kentucky has been presumed the leader for, uh, for quite some time, will be announcing on Thursday at 6 o'clock, so right after the Sports Talker. Uh, all signs pointing to Kentucky. Should be good news on Thursday. Isn't, isn't
0: for, Louisville recruiting? I know obviously not the level. He,
1: of Louisville will be in his final five. It'll okay. be LSU, Kentucky, Kansas, Louisville, and I think that's it. I, I think he cut Arizona. I
0: thought I saw his name connected
1: with Louisville recruiting guys as well as Kentucky at one point on Twitter. Yeah, so.
0: He's, there's two I, re, There's two announcements on Thursday, is there not?
1: There's another, TJ Leaf, who also was considering Louisville, but cut Louisville the day that that Katina Powell stuff all came out.
0: Nah, punk. We don't want him anyway. <laughs> Says, says every uh stupid fan on twitter
1: uh, tj leave kentucky also kind of reached out to him he was committed to arizona if i'm not mistaken and then decommitted and uh, he's gonna probably end up at ucla he wanted to stay closer to home not that la and arizona are all that far apart but uh he, he visited UVA. Th- yeah i think he was in town when all that stuff broke out and then uh, a few days later said that yeah i don't know if louisville's the place for me
0: we can't trust uh, anyone named tj
1: <laughs> it would have been probably one of the best players to, uh, to ever play for, for Louisville. Uh, but, so they're both decided on Thursday. That should be it from a U.K. standpoint. It's just De'Aaron Fox this week. You're going to have Sasha Killa-Jones, Winyan Gabriel, all those guys deciding. Uh, but adding De'Aaron Fox to this recruiting class would be a huge momentum boost. Uh, it could be Calipari's next great guard. Uh, Trevor, I don't know if I'd put him on the Jamal Murray pedestal just yet. Oh, Lord. But maybe he maybe he could be in the conversation. There is, uh, we do have to talk about Friday's game against Kentucky State. You
0: can't put anybody on that Jamal Murray pedestal anymore because Hannah's going to start getting jealous.
1: Hey, I I call good players and I see him. Darren Fox will be a great guard for Kentucky uh, if, if Kentucky does seem to be the huge favorite. But he will be a he hmm, he may be in the conversation with Jamal Murray and John Wall. But we'll 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 give plenty of time to talk about that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. And uh, Yes, I'm already putting Jamal Murray in the John Wall conversation.
0: I'm surprised he's not in, in, in uh, Springfield already getting a bust done over in the basketball hall of fame.
1: But he will, so 6 o'clock for him. Uh, you're also going to hear from some other guys. You're going to hear from Thon Maker, who will not be committing anywhere, but he's going to be on ESPN for some reason, talking, <laughs> I guess, about his recruitment. That has been a really strange recruitment. I get asked about him a lot because he's one of those hot, buzz names that have been around for four years now when Thonmaker was an eighth grader and blah, blah, blah. Look at the next Jordan or LeBron. I thought, was the next, K- I thought he
0: was Durant. Yeah. Like, he's seven KD, feet with, with a yeah. uh, whiskey-like game.
1: It's, it's all these comparisons for these for these kids. Uh, His brother so, is
0: supposed to be even better than him, isn't he? His younger brother? No,
1: he, he is not supposed to be better. Uh, but he he's good, is, though. He, right? he is good. Um, He is good. I know – a lot of schools weren't offering him, and then IU offered both of them.
0: What's the little brother's name? It's it's not mature. It's, okay, I knew it was an Matur. It was in
1: a, yeah. uh, he is good. He he plays. He's super. The I'll give this to the to the Maker Bros. Uh, they're <laughs> they're super aggressive. Thon Maker at times plays borderline dirty. Uh, which you nice. don't get that out of, like, all-star players a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very, very aggressive. And his brother may be more aggressive and just be f- and, and incredibly physical for both of those guys having frames like a gazelle. So uh, it'll be curious to see. Well, where he doesn't make it in so.
0: basketball, and if he's dirty, he can always go play linebacker for the Rams.
1: Well, he could do that. Uh, I don't think he'd be a good linebacker, again, because he is about six foot eleven and 180 pounds.
0: <laughs> well, which, he could definitely uh, yeah. block a few field goals.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's bigger than uh, 180 pounds. That was a joke. But Thon right. Maker visited Iowa State this weekend, which came out of nowhere. Of I didn't know. I, I didn't even know. Like, yeah, I didn't even know Iowa State was recruiting him. His list could look like this: it could be Arizona State, Iowa State, and Notre Dame for Thon Maker, who at times has been the number one player in his class, which would just be insane, insane. So there's obviously. If Iowa you know, State maybe, can't
0: keep their own homegrown Harrison Barnes there, what makes you think they're getting Thonmaker?
1: There may be some red flags there. The and, and Kentucky has kind of backed off. You don't hear Duke talking about Thonmaker. You don't have UNC, you don't have Kansas getting That's, in on him.
0: That is a little weird.
1: Yeah, what does that tell you, Trevor?
0: There's something there. and and I know that and and listen, you fall rec- what I what you forget about recruiting is still twice as much as I'll probably know but I, I i mean i have watched maker's name come up and it's hard not to hear the comparisons and he was he gets pretty damn good on the 2K15 generated drafts that i would uh, download for on the on the ps4 so i knew him in that way as well but i mean it is i never really thought about it but yeah you're right all the, the names that you usually expect to see whether he goes there or not and there's no respect to IU who will have coverage of their their preseason or exhibition game tonight starting at 6 o'clock with the pregame against Bellarmine, 7 o'clock tip-off. Nice little plug there mixed in. But I know that, I mean, it's been – Maker's been more considered when he's going to go straight to the NBA or to Europe than than even thought about in college. And probably that's why a lot of teams like the ones that usually go after his level that you just mentioned are probably thinking it's not worth our time.
1: Yeah. So either there may be something there, which, again, I don't – you know, there was a lot of talk that maybe he'd just go overseas and play international – sign a contract. There's been a lot of talks of that. The only other explanation is maybe everybody knows he's going to go to Arizona State. He's got a good relationship with the head coach down there. Maybe – and everybody knows he's going to go there, so nobody else is going to waste their time. Arizona State.
0: I I mean, Iowa State, Arizona State. This is – I mean, really. I mean, this is the most unusual list of teams that you can name for a big-time recruit that I I can't – I mean –
1: I, I, can, I know he's got a good relationship with Bobby Hurley. I, I I agree with you. It's bizarre. When I I didn't know he was going to visit Iowa State. I didn't even know Iowa State was recruiting him. I'm assuming something in DeMone was on like visit.
0: a scavenger hunt he was doing. So he was like, yeah, what the hell? Let's go. Let's stop by campus. And they thought he was visiting, but he was actually there to pick up like a a, a, a an old Cyclones hat on a scavenger hunt he's doing across the country.
1: It's bizarre. Uh, we're going to head to another commercial break. It's 5 o'clock. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Friday's game, Kentucky versus Kentucky State. Uh, didn't start off great for Scalabissiere or UK. Uh, that quickly changed, though. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back.
0: You're listening to The Sports Talker with TJ Walker. The
2: Sportos, the Motorheads, Geek Bloods, Waystoys, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
1: We're back here, 1450, The Sports Buzz. Oh, some breaking news, Trevor. Was that
0: positive rejoin for you, though? They called you a righteous good. dude.
1: Yeah, I liked it.
0: For one dollar, yeah, what yeah. movie is that from?
1: Uh, I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, someone doesn't need a dollar. It's Paris Bueller's day off, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I, you know, I have seen that. If you would have given me more time, or if I was cared paying attention, paying attention. <laughs> I, I've got some breaking news. i kind of the last five minutes. I've just been staring at, wow. and my jaw is dropped, and it's it's frightening to be honest. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah.
0: Come on, Mysterio. Fill us in.
1: Well, it has to do with something that happened last Friday. Okay. And... Yeah, my
0: short-term memory doesn't go that far back.
1: And, and it actually happened on the air. There was... Uh, and, you know, I, I, I can't believe we allowed it to happen. I think we should have known. We should have. We should have known. This is on us. Oh, Lord. But... Our buddy Big Bag Dave went zero and six in the PT picks of the week <laughs> last week. <laughs> That's awesome. Zero oh, and six. <laughs> we gave him an extra game, and he got it wrong too. <laughs> if uh, listen, Trevor, I went five and one, and I was and I you know sometimes yeah, actually
0: you, you both lost Kentucky though, right? Was that the only one? That you,
1: no, no, no. Oh hell no. Oh hell no. I had the under on UK Georgia, which was the easiest bet. Oh, okay. In the history of bets. Yeah. Ever. Under 59, I would have felt good about 49. Maybe maybe 39.
0: Well, he would have covered. He, he
1: took UK to cover 14 and a half.
0: Yeah, which didn't happen. Uh, okay, it, I, I, I promise you, starting so next I, week, I'm taking $20 and putting it opposite of whatever he picks per game.
1: If you did that from the start of his run on PT Picks of the Week, I'd make some money. You'd win you. 75% of your games. <laughs> Seventy-five, and you would have hit a sixteen parlay. I almost, and sometimes I actually do bet my PT picks of the week. I was watching those to see how it would how it would work out. Washington was my only miss against Utah. It was a hell of a week for for the sports stalker. Not so much for Big Bag Dave. Awful. Oh, and six. Did he do this on what? purpose? No, I mean. No, and I guarantee you, the first time that you actually go and bet the, and we had some of my friends who listen to the show laughing about it. Ask, and one of them missed the segment and texted our group message and said, "Hey, Dave, will you let me know what picks you made? I want to bet the opposite." <laughs> and I don't know if he actually did or didn't do it. If he did, I bet he is a very happy person. I
0: mean, if he a put, ba- I mean, he got if he pulled a sixteen parlay. I mean, obviously the, the the money line depends on whether I mean the favor we're favorites or underdogs. But I mean, basically, if he put. Twenty bucks on a sixteen parlay. He, he probably. I mean, that's going to pay you off. Probably you know what, four or five hundred bucks, maybe.
1: Oh, well, I bet it'd be more than that. Depend- it'd be Again, like eight, it dep- eight hundred bucks.
0: Well, if you're if it's all favorites, then it's going to bring the money line down. But I mean, if it's obviously one of them was Kentucky, so that was one underdog. Then
1: it was a mix and match underdogs, and then some yeah. overs and unders. But uh, it w- that would have probably paid about. I would have paid. I'm, I'm guessing around eight hundred bucks.
0: If you put twenty on it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. And guess what his, guess what his record on the year is?
0: <laughs> Can we give him my like th- two wins or three wins from the week I filled in at least one? No, he
1: did not get those.
0: He did not get those. So his record overall is, well, he's on probably, the year.
1: And we've been doing this since week one of college football, six and 30. Well, we've been doing it, We've been picking five games since week one of college football and we're in what week 10 or 11.
0: Okay. well, Yeah. So,
1: so it's more than that.
0: I mean, I, he has more, more than that, like losses are more than that wins. Um, both. <laughs> okay. How, how would you just kind of clarify that for me? Because I'm
1: just curious.
0: Uh, I'd say he's got 12 wins and I don't know how many losses.
1: You're right about 12 wins.
0: Okay. The ma- I can't do the math quick enough to figure out the
1: 35 loss. losses. Wow.
0: 12 and 35.
1: So I guess we've done it nine weeks. We've missed a week. Yeah. Cause I filled week. in for him one week. And then there's been two weeks where we've, uh, we've done six games last week being one of them. 12 and 35. I'm 28 and 19, which I feel okay about. I wish I was a little bit better. I, I can't. I've got to completely eliminate the two and three weeks. But uh, a nice five and one week for me. I, I just couldn't believe it. Captain Arctic wants his shot. He says, you got to give me a shot at the picks. Maybe basketball or football next year. Well, and Captain Arctic, I'm more than all right with you calling in and giving me your picks. I no. would be perfectly I I'm perfectly okay.
0: No, 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 no. Sorry, Captain. Listen. Uh first of all one if there's someone in line I'm coming up next and two I don't even want to be next anymore. I want I want Dave to keep doing it because I'm seriously about to make some some good money off him. Well, I am and, literally going to whatever he picks on Friday I'm going to bet 20 bucks a game opposite of what he bets. And, so if he bets 100 and, bucks I'm putting down against him.
1: And Big Bag also provides some comedy. He loves talking about Bobby Petrino's spe- special packages and all the different offensive formations you've mm-hmm. all runs. You
0: might need to watch uh, something other than his package flowing in the wind and start watching some football games because he's.
1: Uh... But it's, it's really, it, it is unbelievable. I mean, he's picking games at a 75% clip. He's just getting them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal. If you've been betting him all year, the opposite of what he's doing, you're making a ton of money. Uh, anyways, let's yeah, touch Start picking. Yeah, Jack wants in on it.
0: You know, what I think we should do. Let's do. Let's make it a three set, three way race. So you pick, Dave picks, and then we'll go find like a chicken and have it and have it peck on on one of the two teams, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see if Dave can beat the chicken.
1: I'll let I'll let Ape start picking.
0: <laughs> yeah, but put put like put a toy or a piece of a treat on on one on, on like a, on, on a little board with each name of the team on it. Whichever board he eats off of will go with that team. All
1: right. Well, I, I'm actually here, here. I'm actually okay with doing something like this for – but it's just going to be hard to keep track of every – well, I guess we got Jack there. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep track of some of this stuff. But uh, I'm going to let Big Bag Dave finish out this football year because we've got to see how bad this can get.
0: Yeah, we've I need to make see some how money bad it can apparently get. too.
1: Uh, so we're going to let him finish out the year. And then for basketball, when we have a nice slate of Saturday games – We'll we'll do this. We'll we'll have we we'll Jack maybe pick. We'll, we'll have everybody pick three games. We'll have Jack pick three games. We'll have you pick three games, Trevor, Captain Arctic. If you want to get into it, we can we can let a fan get into it, and we're gonna keep Big Bag around. Well, I'm not gonna let him leave. I, he I got mad. He got he got mad. He last week after he got off the air, we were kind of making fun of him for his picks. <laughs> he said, "I'm not gonna keep coming on if you all are just gonna make fun of me after I get off the air." Well, oh. stop picking terrible games, buddy.
0: I hope he doesn't. I don't know if he's listening right now or not, uh, but because I don't know what time Birdlaw goes in the session. But I, I just I would hope to think that he doesn't get that in, where he's going to now think he's like oh well I'm so bad I'm going to pick games that just because I'm going to I'm going to go with the flow. I hope he I want him to keep trying to actually pick winners. I don't want him to, to, to make to look at this as a joke now and just start picking games that he he knows are going to lose and he's going to pick them anyway because. He thinks we're going to take the opposite. I hope I don't want him to do that. I don't want the uh, I don't want the patient to, to fall for not to not realize he's getting a placento uh, effect.
1: He won't, and I'd be able to tell if he if he did start doing okay. that. But he he won't do that though.
0: Because I'm seriously, you, I'm I am not kidding. I've got 120 next on on Saturday lined up for 20 bucks a game for five games, and I'm putting them all in a parlay at 20 bucks each weekend. I'm put I'm using 120 dollars of my own money to bet a, on the opposite of all five games Dave picked each week.
1: Uh, that's uh, you know that's a uh, now if you had done that all year you probably you could retire from fourteen fifty the sports buzz <laughs> it'd be the sports talker T J Walker with with Jack producing
0: presented by Trevor and the and uh, the Big Bad Day Foundation <laughs>
1: <laughs> on a serious note Jack and Trevor college basketball preview shows Friday so we need you all to start booking everybody you can get. Friday show. We're going to have them on for about two minutes, three minutes apiece.
0: This is this a bad time to tell you I won't be here Friday?
1: Are you really not going to be here Friday?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see uh, the Eagles game on uh, Sunday up in Philadelphia.
1: Okay, well that's on Sunday. We do the show on Friday.
0: Yeah, but I'm driving Friday because I'm going to New York on Saturday and in Philly on Sunday.
1: That's going to make things pretty tough to get everybody on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we should do it thurs- on Thursday. I'm not here Friday either. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Well, just dropping bombs all over me, guys. Well, yeah, the big mail-manual game Friday. It's the playoffs. A mail is going to kill them. Probably. <laughs> well, I still got to go cover it. And they're absolutely going to kill them, and the Sanix and Trinity also play. Wow. I would actually like to go to that Sanix Trinity playoff game. It's so stupid that these teams are playing each other, and they're not even in the quarterfinals of the state championship yet. It's ridiculous. It is. It's, it's, it's so. in it's, any four of these teams would go out in the rest of the state and just kill – any of these other teams in the playoffs, but instead you're just going to mash them all up all, all together and only have one of them be in the semifinals. It's just ludicrous, but that is Kentucky State High School football for you. And basketball.
0: And basketball I'm okay
1: with it. Basketball I'm okay with it a little bit because you just have one true champion.
0: Yeah, let's let's leave the basketball alone because we're one of only three states that still only have one true champion. And that's uh, I, it I like
1: be. I like that for basketball. Anyways, we're getting off top. All right, we'll do it Thursday. We'll do the even though Kentucky and Louisville both play Friday, that's when the season starts, and everybody's <laughs> gonna be excited. We'll do it Thursday. So get you know, just go on the Rivals Network, find guys that cover if you need some names and numbers, I'll help you out. Find a guy that cover Kansas, Duke, UNC, uh, this and that, all these other fun schools. Iowa State. Iowa State. I, big Iowa, big cycler. Actually, State. State, actually, Iowa State's going to be good this year. Uh, I know. I, they are. Duke, I, I, Notre Dame. I've got some numbers for some of these guys. So, anyways, just a heads Ooh, good up. baller. he got numbers. Uh, um, for its rivals, guys.
0: Name dropping. That's it.
1: I didn't drop any names. I said I've got some numbers for guys that work on rivals just like me.
0: (laughs) timeline he used when he got his girlfriend, he was like, yeah, look, I can can hook up with rivals, guys from Vanderbilt.
1: Actually, I did. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, Kentucky did play Kentucky State on Friday. Trevor, didn't you say you wanted to give a recap of that game?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I want to hear your opinion first. (laughs) Uh, So they – First of all, I was on the air during most of the game, so.
1: That's fine. Um, The game was at six. So – The it wasn't the best start for UK and they didn't hit a ton of threes and the offense wasn't clicking like it did uh, in their first exhibition game. Uh, But against Ottawa. That being said,
0: Ottawa High School,
1: they turned it on in the second half. They did some things that just continue to make me think this is going to be an incredibly special year for UK. Uh, So many different players did so many good things. Tyler Ulyss and Jamal Murray, I'm taking them as the number one backcourt that Callis had. Move over John Wall and Eric Bledsoe. That's crazy to say, but I, I am doing that. Uh, Jamal Murray played well. Tyler Ulyss is going to be a star and uh, attacking a lot more, which is kind of strange to see, but doing a good job, getting to the line. I'm curious how that's going to translate against better opponents. We'll see. Uh, Bisier, not his best first half, but what I liked, a few things. One, first thing they did to start the second half is they went to him. And I think that's going to be an emphasis you're going to see a lot this year. Scalabissier, hes going he's got, he's got a ceiling bigger than maybe anybody in college basketball. But he was struggling. They go to him. He figured it out and really turned it on offensively. He played great. Now, one big issue with him, one big issue that you saw against Kentucky State, you saw a little bit against Ottawa, I think it's going to be something that's going to pop up a lot. He's got to learn to play without fouling. He has to. And if he's fouling dudes against Kentucky State and Ottawa, then he's going to get in foul trouble. There's going to be a lot of games where he's going to be on the bench. I think UK is good enough where they're going to be okay. You know, Isaac Humphries has to play a little bit. Alex Poiters has to play a little bit bigger. I think Kentucky's going to be okay in in some of those situations. It won't be ideal. Marcus Lee, obviously. But he's got to improve on that. Offensively, he's great. He'll get better. But he's already a great offensive player defensively, he's okay. He just has to learn to play without fouling. We'll see how quick it takes him to do that. And Carl Anthony Towns went through some of the same stuff, but love seeing them go after, uh, give him the ball, continue to make him work even after a bad half.
0: If that's your biggest knock, and that's and that's something similar to Louisville fans are going to be watching closely tonight when Louisville plays their exhibition game, because Onowaku, who fouled out in their first one against Bellarmine, of, of, and of those five fouls, three of them are very... Mentally, not all there. It's not good fouls. It's not smart decision making. If, 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 when you're using one thing to knock Lebissier slash Lebissier, is that his timing of fouls and just not mentally making the right decision in terms of defensing and committing stupid fouls, that's, that's a pretty damn good knock to have. Cause that's something that, like you just said, that'll come with reputation and come with time. That's just something that'll, you're going to learn in each and every game more and more, and you hope this not to be addressing it midway through the season. If you are, then then you need to clearly have an issue with some of the mental progress of the kid. But more than likely, that's something that'll be disappeared by the end of November, by the end of this month, if not the end of December. I, I want I want to move. I don't. I want to know how you just slid right past putting this backcourt as the best backcourt in Kentucky under Calipari just like that, and moved on like it was no big deal to say that.
1: Well, I'd said I'd said. Before the year that I thought it may be, I thought it had a chance to be.
0: I think the real topic of the of the last part of the show needs to be your prematurity to address some uh, anoint someone the greatest with before they go through an entire season together.
1: Uh, well, that yeah, it's a prediction, Trevor. I'm
0: Patino. Don't be premature.
1: It's a prediction, and <laughs> again, I could be wrong. We'll see. But I, I think this backcourt, I, I I'm tempted to take Jamal Murray. If you were ranking those four guards one through four, John Wall is obviously either one or two. I'm tempted to take Jamal Murray, number one. Tempted. We'll see.
0: Are we Are we and, doing this by what they did in college, not what?
1: Yes, by, obviously. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then uh, even if you put John Wall, number one, which is probably the smarter thing to do at this point, then I, I would take Jamal Murray and Tyler Uless, two and three, before you got to Eric Bledsoe, four. Eric Bledsoe was a good college point guard. Wasn't great, but he was good.
0: Yeah, but he still you know, showed more in his freshman year than list did.
1: In his freshman year, yeah, yeah, but he also was the only other guard besides John Wall, mm-hmm. where Ulyss was behind the Andrew and Aaron Harrison and Devin Booker, and there were some other. Yeah. It was it was more loaded, but I'm not I'm not talking about the freshman year. I'm talking about right now, which maybe isn't fair to do, but that's what I'm talking about right now. Yes, as a freshman, Eric Bledsoe probably better than Tyler Ulyss.
0: Well, I said that because so far we've only seen Ulyss as a in the freshman year, and we only saw that's was. true.
1: That's true, but I I, I think Ulysses is going to have a better sophomore year than Eric Bledsoe had a freshman year. And, Trevor, you know who everybody was talking about after that exhibition game?
0: Um, Derek Willis?
1: Derek Willis. Uh,
0: of course they were. It was an exhibition game. Where else do you see the scrub that won't play the rest of the year get more minutes and get a chance to shine? Exhibition games.
1: Well, he still only played 21 minutes. As a
0: third-string quarterback, he looked good fit, in that third preseason fit, game was going to be a Fifth his on the
1: team, but again, another great game for him. He was uh, two for two. He only shot two shots. The big, biggest problem with Derek Willis is he's too unselfish. He had so many wide-open looks, and he just opted to pass instead. Uh, so he finished with, uh, I guess, how many points is it while I'm looking at the box? Or, he's a beast. Uh, he, he finished with six points. There it is. Boop. Uh, nine rebounds Ooh. and five assists in 21 minutes. And again, I know it is an exhibition. But Trevor, I'm telling you, and you guys flipped out on me last week, Watch Derek Willis is right now, he's right there with Charles Matthews for me as that seventh man role.
0: Like three months ago, Charles Matthews was the most underrated recruit Kentucky's ever gotten in your opinion.
1: I'd never said that
0: you were might as well.
1: Have. I never you were said very,
0: that. you were very high. I'm, on I'm Matthews. still high.
1: I'm still high on Charles Matthews. I'm high on him as a, a player. That's going to be around for a few years. I think he's going to have an okay year. I think he's going to do some good things. He played 14 minutes, had 11 points, four rebounds. He's a great defender. He's going to play, but I, I would put Derek Willis over him right now. And I'm, I'm probably in the minority with that, but people will come around on it. I like Charles Matthews. I'm not knocking him at all. And I never said he was the best, most underrated <laughs> freshman in the history of college basketball.
0: Not for Kentucky, but go on.
1: <laughs> but he he is probably a little underrated. I think he could go to a lot of other places and get a lot more playing time than what he's going to get at UK.
0: Better defender, Matthews or Willis?
1: Charles Matthews, Then There's doubt. no
0: doubt about the Matthews is playing over Willis. I don't know. Because, listen, this Kentucky team, you don't need the – you should well, – let me read that. You don't need – you should not need. If you, you get to the point where you do need offense out of that position yeah. – be, to be successful, then you've you got a lot more problems than starting Derek Willis over Charles. I feel Matthews.
1: like I just repeat myself time over time, time after time. Yes, Charles Matthews is a better defender, and he will get a lot of playing time for his defense. But Derek Willis provides a of great scoring option at the three, who's incredibly long, athletic, and, and has some experience—at least the experience of playing or being a part of big games. He's gonna he's gonna get playing time, and you know Charles Matthews will be right there too. And maybe maybe you, you go a deeper bench and, and play more guys early on in the year. We'll see. Uh, it'll it'll be fun to see how it all plays out. I the, guess the way before, you
0: described Willis is the exact same phrase as Dad told the coaches at Ohio before he transfers there to play.
1: He's not gonna transfer. Hell, he'd be the best player to play in o- uh, in Ohio history if he went there. Nah, I wouldn't go that far.
0: They've had, they had DJ Cooper not
1: too long ago. It was pretty damn good. What do you make of this Missouri situation, Trevor? Before we head out of here, oh wow, here?
0: you want to talk? Yeah. One, I want to say slightly thank you to Missouri for taking the spotlight off Louisville for a minute. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, thank you for being bigger cluster bleeps than we are, uh, and allowing uh, allowing the national media to forget about us. Because I knew that was inevitably somebody was going to do something worse that was going to make people forget about us briefly. It'll come back, of course. Uh, but I guess I, I didn't read too much into the details completely. I did see I, I did see the strike. And I saw some of the coverage that they've had on it over the last twenty four hours. But I did happen to see that the I guess is he the president? Of, he's not the president of the university, correct? He's a what what is the stand? The the,
1: pre, the president resigned.
0: Yeah, is that, was he the president of the university officially? Was yes. That was, yes. Okay. Yes. yeah. I saw he resigned Tim today. Wolf. I think that's. That's crazy. I mean, what did he actually do that was – I mean, I, I, other than supposedly – I guess he made racial slurs towards some people.
1: There was a it, – it's, it's – it, By the we, way,
0: Ramsey's looking a lot better right now, people, huh?
1: We, well, <laughs> no, there's a lot to it. There's a lot, and it goes back a long time ago. It starts with grad students and their insurance getting cuts, um, and then it was just a, a series of different things. There was a lot of racial slurs being spray painted on campus and this and that. And uh, he did make some comments that weren't very um, that that were bad. He made some bad comments about race on campus. Clearly
0: and, anything that was something far from politically correct.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And just didn't seem to be helping the situation. And uh, then there there is a lot of it, it, it is it's it's too much to really say here in this final minute, but there's a lot of issues that I could understand why people would get worked up over. Now, that being said, when I heard that the football team was going on strike, and not going to play well, no, the entire team. The entire team decided... There were reports
0: I saw last night that said the team was supporting the members that were sitting out, but they were hoping it wouldn't come to a full team sit-out of the game because it was almost more 50-50 in terms of who was wanting to play and who was... Well, I did
1: see that some players weren't, you know, they just wanted to play football. They didn't want to which be a part of the strike. But they they were going to forfeit that game if they, they didn't come around or they would have caved. I don't know which one would have came first. Uh, at first, I, I thought it was kind of scary. I don't like the idea that a football team could dictate such a major decision. But one, mm-hmm. I read up on everything that has happened, and it is pretty bad. There needed to be a change at Missouri. Two, the faculty at Missouri was going to have a walk out, a walkout before the football team did this and it was scheduled for today and tomorrow. So if you've already lost your faculty then that might be enough in itself and not just a bunch of you know 18 and 19 year old kids making some big decisions I, I suppose So at first I was kind of nervous about it in hindsight I think the, the football team did a, did a smart thing they made they, they helped enforce some change have a president step down that obviously wasn't doing his job.
0: And they also brought it to the spotlight of, of I mean. And they did. I mean, this is, this pro day test has been going on for, I'm sure, longer than I've known about it. It wasn't brought to my attention to the football team was really gotten involved. Now, that's maybe because I don't watch regular news channels or follow the, the normal news like somebody else or you might, but it wasn't brought to my attention until the football team got involved, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that.
1: Yeah, that's um, – I had heard about it, and but the football team getting involved what it was, what brought it to, you know, ESPN and so many yeah. other major news outlets. Uh, yet another guy doing a hunger strike throughout the whole thing. They I aren't happy that. about it. We'll say this though. Now the the, the 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 students. There's a quad there. We're going shrieking to the quad. Bring your green hat. Uh, the the <laughs> quad there still open. <laughs> the students have locked their arms and aren't letting media in to interview and kind of cover the situation, which is kind of crazy to me. One because. Missouri has an unbelievable journalism school, yes, I, and I they're having a journalism that. school, and they're keeping the media out, which is crazy. And two, the, to some extent, I know a lot of changes need to be made there, but you have won at Missouri. You've got what you wanted. Now you need to uh, let, you know, let people in. Let people see. Let, let's get reactions. Let's have interviews. We'll
0: we'll see. I do. I, well, I agree with you. The irony in the whole journalism school in Missouri and not like media is, just, I mean, it's too thick to to, to, to overlook. But I, I like the non-media stance that they've made in this protest, because how often do we see people attempting to make political stances that we we almost dismiss their what could be their a true cause for what they're doing because we think they're just trying to get media attention? So I and, and you can say maybe say the same thing about they' are doing they're just playing the opposite. I like the fact they're not talking to media because that, that tells me a little bit, and I might be wrong, maybe they're doing this to, to to play that card and make you think that they're doing it for this reason, but that tells me that they're they're not wanting they're doing this for a real reason. they don't want the media attention, they don't want to talk to the media, they don't want cameras there. they just want justice, and that that makes it feel more realistic to me that and what the hell's going on in the state of Missouri? I mean, good Lord, people I mean. I've driven through Missouri. I know it's kind of mind numbing, but man, good
1: lord! Yeah, it's a, it's not, not I guess a you great got the Royals situation in Missouri. At least you do have the Royals. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. I'm out of town. Trevor actually is going to have the next 30 minutes because IU basketball plays tonight. So at six o'clock, you can listen to the pregame show here on 1450 Sports Post. So Trevor is going to talk the next uh, 30 minutes, have his own little show. I wanted to stick around, but I've I've got some plans and things that I need to get to. You,
0: you realize 26 minutes of it is me bashing you.
1: That's well, you know, you gotta, you gotta fill airtime, baby. You gotta do what you gotta do. The other four minutes, it. I'm just gonna be farting. It, that man, that sounds like great radio. I'm gonna have to tune in. <laughs> let let Jack have uh, interview. Jack, just find out the story there.
0: <laughs> well, mentally, he had led him to well, how many times he dropped on the head before he finally realized he could take a job here and
1: he wants yeah, to exactly. stay here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening we'll be back tomorrow
0: 1450 at Sports Buzz we'll see you then take two to the dome from the bill to in my zone high <laughs> time sitting by the river got my old shotgun fishing pole I was trying to tell me how to run my life When they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right